Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. Our guest today is Nicole Brown. She is Chief Innovation Officer at Open Book Extract. We're going to talk to her about the work they're doing in cannabis, extractions, lots of interesting things. I think, as most people know, a lot of the world of cannabis is moving into kind of more formulations and various kind of more of an ingredient approach, incorporating lots of different cannabinoids and, and other plant-based extracts. Excited to talk with her about what's going on and what they're focused on and what they're seeing in the world of cannabis. With that, Nicole, welcome to the program. Thank you, Bruce. It's a pleasure to join you today. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. So before we kind of dive into what you're doing with Open Book Extracts, let's get a little bit of background on you, understand kind of your journey. What were you doing? What's professional background? How did you get into cannabis? Give me a little details. Certainly. So So I spent the early part of my career working in the consumer goods space. I worked at a company, LVMH, at Moet Hennessy in their wine and spirits division, working on new product development and commercial opportunities, specifically in the beverage realm when it came to spirits. 
And I then moved into uh, the beauty industry in a similar role, working for Shiseido Cosmetics, which is a luxury cosmetics company focused on a wide range of skincare and fragrances. And so developing products on their behalf and seeing where there were opportunities, new ingredients, new innovations to be incorporated into their portfolio. And then I took a a little bit of a 180, um, (laughs) went into the technology world, started a technology startup called City Maps, which was a mapping solution for the travel sector, which we then sold to TripAdvisor in 2016. And it was after the acquisition of the company and moving into a strategic business development role at TripAdvisor that I was watching the development of the cannabis industry, seeing you know the you know, recreational market starting to open up in Colorado, in California, seeing the rise of the non-THC side of the category in CBD. And based on my background in product development and commercial opportunities, started to see how powerful that segment was going to become and felt there was a lot of my background, be it in beverage or beauty, that would have relevant analogs to the space. Obviously, cannabis is quite a unique sport all to its own, and there was a lot to learn coming into it. And it was right around early 2019 when I connected with the founders of Open Book Extracts, who were building a company to solve for what they saw as a real lack of true sophistication, true trusted quality support when it comes to the supply chain of the non-THC cannabinoid industry and everything about their approach to real cannabinoid-enabled health and wellness products, delivering better outcomes for all of us when it comes to conditions we'll talk about, be it pain, anxiety, sleep, energy, you know, women's health, sexual wellness. There's so many needs to be addressed that cannabinoids are uniquely suited for. And that was an incredible opportunity. And that's what really led me to join the team here. And I've been with Open Book Extracts since the beginning in 2019. And it's been a remarkable journey. And so much has happened and so much is to come from here, which is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I often ask, you know, people that are coming outside of cannabis to kind of give me, you know, what were you able to transfer? What did not transfer so well from your other kind of industries in cannabis? Uh, And then specifically for you and having some experience in spirits, you know, another kind of highly regulated industry. I'm curious what translated there for you. So give give me a little bit of insight on how you've been able to kind of parlay some of the uh, your backgrounds in some of these other industries into the cannabis space. Yeah, great question. And I, you know, share all the time that I think the best approach to think about is to look at where you have strengths and skill sets that are relevant. I think cannabis companies are truly looking for best athletes. There is such a need for, be it expertise in product development, marketing strategies, digital acquisition strategies, all of that is very welcomed in the cannabis space. And everything else, if you are willing to learn, if you're willing to put in the time to understand the nuances of those spaces, you'll do really well. You know, when I went from being in the beverage world to the beauty world, there was certainly a learning curve there. It was an entirely different focus. I used to make the joke that I went from, you know, drinking the alcohol to putting the alcohol in your face. You know, it's a different, (laughs) you know, very, very different products. But certainly there is a lot that can be leveraged and a lot that you can take from, 
your own developed skills to bring those into a new realm like the cannabis space and coming into that field. So a lot of what I had gathered and learned from being able to bring new products to market, whether it was in beverage or beauty or even technology, when it comes to those types of marketing strategies, identifying opportunities, looking into consumer insights, trying to really read the tea leaves as to where things are going, that's all very much able to be used to your advantage. Everything else, you know, the learning curve in cannabis is extremely high. There is a lot of very sophisticated science, a lot of very technical development that goes into what we do. And for that, I'm extremely grateful to, in particular, the team that we have at Open Book Extracts who are always teaching each other, taking what they know and their areas of expertise coming from, whether it's the pharmaceutical world, the food and beverage world, the nutrition world, and helping to build our collective skill set and our collective knowledge base so we can do the best work that we can. Yeah. You always find that there's, uh, you know, coming into a new space, there are the things you know you don't know, and then there are the things you don't know you don't know. (laughs) I'm curious what, like, what were the things that you knew you were going to need to kind of focus on, or you're going to have to really kind of develop yourself around, and and what were kind of the surprises, and any great strategies that you used in terms of, you know, getting up to speed coming into cannabis? So, no, coming in, I knew that I didn't know anything about how these products were made, how they worked, things like our endocannabinoid system, the kind of just science and understanding from a basic molecular level on how they worked and knew that that was going to be something I was going to enjoy learning more about. Had no idea the level of depth that it was going to go and the level of understanding and also how rapidly it evolves that, you know, coming into the market and building our business in 2019, you know, you'll buy a piece of equipment And by the time that equipment arrives, it's already obsolete. It's already, there's already been new things in the market. By the time you've developed a method, there's new methods going on. We continue to see that, you know, now and going into 2022 with things like the biosynthetic realm and the synthetic realm. So it really requires a lot of agility and a lot of constant attention to where things are moving and where things are going, which, you know, for the right types of individuals, which we certainly have on our team, it's an incredibly enjoyable experience. The curiosity that we all possess and the passion we have to learn more and to always know more and push ourselves yeah. is quite exciting. But yes, it was certainly a a surprise of kind of the exponential level of need to understand and need to learn. And, and that you know, my approach was truly just being immersed in the space, spending a lot of time at our headquarters in North Carolina, seeing mm-hmm. the processes, learning from the team, learning what they were doing, learning the challenges that they were overcoming, and being able to then share that with our audience and with our clients so that everything we learn, we are building that education and that body of evidence that people can share and do their best work with as well. Yeah. I'm curious on the on personal side, did you have any experience with cannabis prior to joining Open Book and what, how did that, how did that kind of impact things? So on the personal side was very aware of, you know, trying products in the market. You know, when I met the team at Open Book Extracts, I was really fascinated at the time with the CBD products in the market. I had been tracking even on my own in a personal spreadsheet, all of the different products I was trying, full spectrum tinctures, gummy products, Mm -hmm. topical products, and there was such a variance in their efficacy, even within their own product collections. You'd buy a product one month, buy that same product a month or two later, and it was wildly different. 
And my question to the team at the time is, what is going on here? You know, this doesn't happen in the beverage world. If you buy a bottle of Belvedere vodka, you buy another bottle two months later, it's the same, right? And so that variance is really illustrating what the challenges were in the supply chain for all of these brands and all these products in market. And that not all products are created equal. Not all ingredients are created equal. There is such an attention to detail when it comes to the quality of products you produce, how you're able to validate those. And so that personal experience of trying so many products myself, even on a personal and anecdotal level, obviously talking to friends and family and hearing some very impressive success stories of how these types of products were able to provide alternative therapies for people seeking help with chronic pain or with sleep issues or with anxiety issues that it was truly working for them. And so seeing that and understanding on just the personal side, how powerful this could be if this was able to be brought to market in the right way and be that commercial outlet for people looking for an alternative was something that I couldn't ignore. Yeah. So I know you're focused on the the CBD side of things, but I'm curious as as you got into the space, you know, family, friends, colleagues, as you told them, you're you're getting involved in the cannabis market. Any interesting reactions? How how did that play out? So most of my friends know that I am always on the kind of cutting edge of, of going into you know new opportunities, whether that was in the beverage space, which was certainly well established at the time, but you know was pushing the envelope there as far as doing infusions and innovations. You know we made the first energy ingredient infused vodka. We were really trying to play with functional beverages. Even this was back in you know two thousand eight, two thousand nine, before it became as popular as it did today. And, you know, so coming into the, the cannabis world made a lot of sense for people who know me, for sure, that they're like, of course, you, you know that this is going to be a well-established industry, both on the THC side, as we're starting to see that evolve and become much more mainstream, and on the non-THC side, which has a global impact that is unprecedented. You know, looking back on various industries I've worked in, I can't think of another ingredient or set of ingredients like cannabinoids. They have relevance in the food and beverage space, the nutrition space, for pets, for beauty, for, you know, even things like fiber and otherwise. There's not a set of ingredients I could say that touch that many sectors and have that much of an impact. So it's going to be a huge deal and figuring out how we can develop the best products that are going to serve all those various segments is a opportunity you can't say no to. Yeah. So let's talk about open book extracts. What, tell me a little bit about the company, what you've kind of chosen to focus on relative to the market and give me some details. Absolutely. So, you know, I'll start with our, our origin story because I think it's quite relevant and interesting. So our founders uh, were partners together in Ohio in the medical marijuana market. And when they established their previous business called Greenleaf and opened their stores called The Botanist in Ohio, they quickly saw how many of their patients were much more preferring the non-THC cannabinoids that they offered in their dispensaries. And they would ask their patients and customers, why is that? And they were looking for an understanding that they could get those therapeutic benefits without the psychoactivity that comes from THC, and that that's really what they were looking for. So knowing that that was an opportunity at that time, this is back in 2018, that team decided to explore doing a line of product development for their stores, for you know non-THC cannabinoid products. 
and were incredibly disappointed with the state of the supply chain at that time. And that was the catalyst to build open book extracts when you saw what the supply chain looked like and you saw what the opportunity of the space looked like, who was going to be the groups that are going to support people like Nestle or Pepsi or P&G or J&J bringing products to market. It didn't seem like that was going to exist at the time. So that was the impetus to establish and seek to build open book extracts. And that journey led us to North Carolina for a number of reasons. North Carolina being the foundation of you know the old tobacco belt and the tobacco industry has a heritage of cultivation and agronomy that is very well translated to the growing of hemp. The conditions that are required of the plant, the soil, the terroir, just the overall climate is quite favorable to be able to grow and cultivate hemp. So that was a real advantage to North Carolina, having been in the hemp industry since the 2014 Farm Bill. There were many farmers who already had several years of experience by the time we were coming to market in 2019. And then North Carolina, you know, we're about 40 minutes from the Raleigh-Durham Research Triangle and the Raleigh-Durham Research Triangle having a wealth of expertise when it comes to scientists, formulators, researchers, quality professionals that allowed us to recruit a really talented team, as well as develop partnerships on the research side, on kind of just the scientific innovation side that allowed us to have this kind of perfect storm of opportunity to establish our business in North Carolina. And so, you know, at a high level, you know, our business, we are focused on the production of the full set of ingredients that support the entire CBD industry. So that includes products like full spectrum extract, broad spectrum extract, um, as well as the full range of isolated cannabinoids at purity. So CBD isolate, CBG, CBN, THCV, CBDV, all these quite rare cannabinoids that require a pretty high level of effort to invest in method development and production to achieve those levels of purity, to allow those to be ingredients to serve the space. So we focus on that ingredient development and production and serve our clients with those ingredients. And then we also have a full formulation team that's able to take all those ingredients, create formulations to target specific desired outcomes. So creating a formula that will be targeted for anxiety relief or pain relief or supporting better sleep. And through our network of partnerships on the contract manufacturing side can also take it to full turnkey manufacturing to take the formulations we develop and put those into fully bottled, labeled, packaged, ready to go products. So it's a true end-to-end solution that has been very welcomed by the industry that we've able to solve for a lot of the problems that we saw back in 2018 by developing a a pretty broad set of capabilities to serve the industry. We're gonna take a quick break to hear some words from our sponsors. And now back to our program. I'm curious on the, you know, some of, some of the cannabinoids you're mentioning are, are somewhat rare, or at least they, they, they show up generally in fairly low quantities in a lot of cultivars. How, how much of this is just sort of the art of extraction and processing to kind of be able to isolate those things? And how much of it is, you know, on the cultivation and the, on the genetic side in terms of actually being able to work with or even produce the right genetics to have these, these, uh, cannabinoids come in quantities enough that you can actually extract them from our commercial purposes. Yeah. And this, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier when it comes to the, the education and investment in 
understanding all sides of this industry, you know, the answer to your question is yes, all of the above. <laughs> so, you know, you go, you look at genetics and what's going on in the genetic side where, you know, in you know, 2019, we we're coming to market. The only ingredients that existed in the market at that point were full spectrum, broad spectrum and CBD isolate. You then started to see um, some CBG cultivars come onto the market. So that would be, you know, hemp cultivars high in CBG that you can then extract and crystallize the CBG out of those. And then for these more rare cannabinoids, you're looking at true scientific method development. So something such as CBN, CBN does not occur naturally in the plant. So CBN, you might see it on a biomass COA as a result of, you know, UV degradation, you know, UV is a synthetic process and that can convert THC into CBN. So you can see that happen. But for the most part, when you're looking at ingredients such as CBN or THCV or CBDV that don't occur in high percentages in hemp naturally, you're looking at developing methods to convert or have a process through whether it's true synthesis or biosynthesis to be able to develop pure isolated materials that are 99.9% THCV, 99.9% CBDV. And so we saw that opportunity on the minor cannabinoid side and made a strategic investment to invest our time, invest our resources to produce those because we think they're going to be very significant and especially you know, a ingredient like THCV with its properties for, you know, energy and stimulation, as well as appetite suppression, the commercial opportunities there are quite large in those industries, whether it's looking at the energy category, looking at the weight management category, there's a big opportunity to get things right if you start with the right ingredient and then are able to develop formulations that take that ingredient and celebrate what is power and what it can do. And, you know, what, what is the actual kind of market demand for these things now? Like, I've, I've seen some products now, you know, starting to use some of these, but, you know, it's, it's not everywhere. And I'm not sure, I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, from a consumer demand point of view, what you're noticing, and then your clients, what, what's your kind of take on where some of these are in terms of adoption curves? Yeah, so the adoption curves have also you know, grown exponentially and even more quickly than we imagined. So if you look at CBG, which, you know, is probably already established itself and gone from the minors to the majors all on its own in a very short time frame, especially if you look at the luxury cosmetics industry and how CBG has become a hero in a lot of formulations, especially focusing on moisturizing benefits or just creating a, a really beautiful product. You know, so CBG demand in particular in that category has grown very rapidly. CBN is another that when it comes to product development in the sleep category, CBN is the number one ingredient. Uh, there was a report released last week that, you know, trailing 12 months, you know, $65 million in sales in the dispensary channel alone for CBN products. Most of those are edible products. So if you go into a dispensary and you see gummies with, you know, ratios of CBN, CBD, and THC in them, uh, those products are the most popular in that channel. They tend to be the number one skew. So the consumer awareness of going into, whether it's a dispensary channel or another channel looking for sleep products, they know to look for CBN because they know that that product works. So we're definitely starting to see consumers start to 
educate themselves. Also, the brands are doing a great job out there of helping to educate the market and driving that understanding. And even for the super rares, as we might like to say, such as THCV or CBDV, you know, THCV on the product development side from where we sit, where we've got that front row seat to know what products are being demanded of us, what kinds of formulations are being demanded of us, THCV is the next one that's going to step up here. And we see probably in the next six to 12 months, you'll see a lot of products in the market, be it THCV beverages, such as beverage shots for energy and focus, THCV edible products, which can both support that energy and focused outcome, as well as offering appetite suppression at the same time. It's almost an anti-edible edible. You'll see people call <laughs> THCV, you know, skinny weed or diet weed, because it does not have that typical psychoactivity that you get from Delta 9. It's not the same molecule whatsoever. So it does deliver on that promise. And I think we're going to see a lot more products start to come to market with THCV in the next, you know, six months or less. Yeah. Generally, where are your ingredients going into? Are these for edibles? Are these for tinctures? Is this, you know, topicals and beauty and things like that? Like, where are you seeing them demand from your business? So, you know, because we serve a wide range of clients from segments in the CBD industry itself. So some of the powerhouse brands in CBD, many of those are our clients. We serve the MSO channels, so the multi-state operators, companies like Green Thumb Industries and Aurora and otherwise that will take our non-THC cannabinoid ingredients and either put those into non-THC cannabinoid lines in their stores or take our ingredients and add THC to them to develop products like gummies or vape products or tincture products and the like. We also serve clients in the pet sector, in the beauty sector, in the dietary supplement and nutrition sector. So it really varies depending on the client we're serving. I would say the most popular product type overall at this time is certainly gummies. That's true, not just of our industry, but you see that in the wider nutrition category that, you know, gummy vitamins and gummy products are really popular with consumers. So we certainly do a lot of work in the gummy sector. Outside of that, you know, tinctures are still around. They're still really popular. They are still a kind of go-to choice for a lot of consumers. So certainly still seeing development going on in the tincture space. And then where we start to get excited is how well people are starting to look at innovation in the space and seeking out new ways to deliver these cannabinoid-enabled products in products like a, you know, oral dissolving tablet or a chewable tablet or an aerosol spray or a sublingual spray that is a more sophisticated delivery mechanism that allows for that uniform dosage, that uniform experience that people are really looking for. And so I think as we continue to move forward, we're going to see a lot more of that innovation start to enter the category and introducing that innovation to consumers to give them the best possible outcomes from those products. Yeah. So, you know, cannabis is a growing business, all, all pun intended. I'm curious how you've kind of navigated the growth of the industry, demand for product. What have been the big kind of bottlenecks or, you know, challenges to scaling the company as uh, the industry scaled and, and demand has increased for products? Yeah, I think the biggest, you know, challenges that we experience is, you know, of course, having, you know, been through 2020, which was a hard year for every industry and everyone out there. Yeah. And, you know, in particular, in the CBD category, the lack of regulations has really handcuffed 
a lot of clients that are seeing great growth, but there isn't that outlet for retail distribution, just based on retailers holding back until there is that true clarity and guidance, whether it comes from the FDA or comes from a congressional path, that you're not allowing these products to be put in the hands of consumers at point of sale in stores like a CVS or a Whole Foods or a Walgreens. You know, right now it's quite limited, particularly only to topicals, really, based on the level of comfort and risk aversion to some of those retailers. However, what you're starting to see is, you know, channels like the alcohol beverage distribution channel, you know, within the last month, Southern Wine and Spirits, Republic National and Breakthrough Beverage Brands, which are the three top distribution channels for wine and spirits here in the U.S., all have opened up their portfolios to put CBD products on those shelves. And that's not limited to beverage, but that includes products like tinctures and gummies and topicals. They've got a full portfolio that's going to be available across 46 states effective immediately. And so now you've given those brands an opportunity to have products at retail at point of sale where there can be that discovery of products and that conversion and that education process. And what that's also going to allow is there to be a lot more predictable cycles of purchase orders and reorders. It's you know forecasting in the space when you don't have retailers driving that. It's really hard for brands to be able to forecast and understand. It becomes a just-in-time manufacturing challenge. And just-in-time manufacturing is really, really hard to execute on and to predict how much of every ingredient we need to produce to keep up with demand and almost being a psychic when it comes to that, just kind of having to say, okay, like, you know, from what we're looking at the consumer insights, like we're going to scale up our CBN production because we think it's going to be there. And we, we place that bet and, and look likely, luckily we were right. And we kind of saw it coming, but that had to really be more predictive on our side than it was being driven on the kind of brand demand side. Of course, we are speaking to those brands and encouraging them saying, hey, here's where we think things are going. I think if you invest in product development here, it's going to succeed. But that's been the biggest part is the the regulatory climate holding so many things back when it comes to available channels for distribution and also available companies that want to get into the space, those big CPG companies that are kind of sitting one foot in, one foot out. They know they want to be in. They know their consumers are demanding these products, but they need that guidance in order for them to fully come into the space. Yeah. yeah. And any things that you're paying close attention to, kind of anticipating over the next year or two as this industry develops and some of this regulatory environment starts to shift? Yeah. So, you know, we have a, a regulatory advisory board that, you know, we meet with on a regular basis to understand what's going on at the FDA level, to understand what's going on at the legislative level. And, you know, staying one step ahead of that, what does that involve? That's where it comes down to our various methods of development of all of our ingredients. So for everything that we produce, we have a path that is purely derived from the hemp plant, whether that's through extraction or chromatography to keep these ingredients at their level of purity and quality, but as close to the plant as possible. We also pursue biosynthetic and synthetic pathways so that we can produce ingredients that are bioidentical to what you experience in the plant, but that are derived from yeast fermentation, enzymatic fermentation, conversions from botanicals like terpenes, so that depending on what 
segment of the market you're in, whether it's beauty or pet or nutrition, as well as where you are globally, um, whether you're in Asia markets or Europe markets, you have options when it comes to the starting materials you can work with to create a hedge when it comes to what the regulations may or may not say. You know, in current climate, you know, certain markets such as the Asian markets do not want any ingredients that are touching the plant, but they are very much welcoming of anything that is synthetically derived that still delivers on the same products. So that's where we really try and help our clients the most by giving them everything that we know of what the current state of the union is, where we think it might go, and how you can approach product development still even today to get ready for that. Yeah. Nicole, this has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, more about Open Boat Extracts, what's the best way to get that information? Absolutely. You can visit our website, which is openbookextracts.com. And I also welcome anyone listening to reach out to me directly. It is Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, at openbookextracts.com. And any questions you might have on the landscape of the regulatory climate, of ingredient development, of innovation, looking to develop products yourselves, I would welcome you to reach out. Always happy to have conversations and share more. Great. I'll make sure that the links and information is in the show notes so people can click through, get that. Nicole, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you, Bruce. It was a pleasure indeed. That's it for this episode of Thinking Outside the Bud. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our future episodes. See you next time. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.